This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira White and I am the host here. If you are already a part of our Carefree family, Hey, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to a new week's episode. Now, if you are not subscribed, that means that you aren't a part of our Carefree family. I think we're a pretty good group. If you subscribe, you'll be notified every single time we post a new episode, which is every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Here on the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast, we talk about an array of topics from news, politics, music, film, television, and so much more. But most importantly, we talk about life lessons that we've learned along the way. Right now, we're going to jump into our carefree updates. And after that, we'll be back for our topic of the day. So first things first, I want to talk about what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital of Mississippi. It is a predominantly black city. And their main water treatment plant failed, um, and it's left nearly or over 180,000 of their residents and also residents of the surrounding areas without clean water. And so last week, the governor declared that they were under a state of emergency because the city lacks sufficient water to tackle basic needs like flushing toilets, fighting fires, um, and things like that. So if you wish to help, you can donate to a few groups. I prefer personally to donate to local organizations because those are the people that are actually there. They are boots on the ground. They are in the midst of everything as opposed to donating to really big organizations. So you can donate to a group called Operation Good. You can donate to a group called the Immigrant Alliance for Justice and Equity of Mississippi. Um, One of the groups is also Mississippi or MS Student Water Crisis Advocacy Team. Um, That's who I'm donating to because they deliver water to people who are not physically able to get it themselves due to age or disability. You can also donate to the Mississippi Food Network, Cooperation Jackson, and also New Horizon Ministries. All of those groups are taking donations And you can donate via Cash App. I'm also going to put their different um, Cash Apps and information on those groups in the description of this episode. So you can donate where you see fit. Um, They need help. I did see an article that said that they were back to the regular pressure that they experienced. But I was reading another article where one of their residents who lives in a poorer side of town, he was saying that this has been an issue for him on their side since 2020. Um, Clean water is not something that only certain people should have access to. Water is a staple. You need water to survive. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous for people who aren't as privileged financially to have access to clean drinking water. I think that's crazy that that's even a thing right now, that that, that's a conversation that we have to have, that people need clean drinking water. 
regardless of income, regardless of where they live, regardless of their status. Like, so anyway, I'm going to put that information in the description box of this episode. Again, I'm going to be donating to the MS Student Water Crisis Advocacy Team. Those, that's a group of local students in the area. And their cash app is dollar sign JXN, as in Nathan, Water Crisis 22. That's again, dollar sign JXN, Water Crisis 22 on cash app. Donate if you can, but please keep those people in your thoughts and in your prayers. Thank you so much because it can happen to any one of us, right? Like when it happened in Flint, I think people thought that it was just a one-off circumstance. And now we see it happening in Jackson and it can happen literally anywhere you are. Like if it were any of us, we would want someone to contribute or at least keep us lifted during those difficult times. So thank you again. I hope that you all had a great Labor Day weekend. Um, I went back home to Florida. I spent some time with my family. I had a great time. I think sometimes you just need to be around family. You know, it's just different when you're around family, people that have known you forever um, and just know you in and out. It just lifts your spirits. And I really needed that trip back home. So I had a great time. I hope that you all had a great Labor Day weekend as well. While I was home, my nephew, my mom and I, we went and saw Beast, which is the Will Packer produced movie. Will Packer is a graduate of Florida A&M University, a.k.a. the best HBCU in the nation, if I must say so myself. Um, but it stars Idris Elba and two um, beautiful young black women who play his daughters. It's a great movie. Um, I won't tell you what happened, but I would go see it again. <laughs> I would go see it again. And I'm not one of those people that can like see movies over and over again, but that one I would go see again. So if you have time, I do suggest you give it a try. Next, I want to see Honk for Jesus because I've seen a lot of commentary about it on Twitter. I did see someone say, well, actually a couple of people say that it was marketed as a comedy. Well, should I tell y'all? I'll tell y'all. It was marketed as a comedy, but when you actually watch it, it's not really a comedy. It's like a satire on a satire and dissection, I guess you can say, of the mega church uh, stuff, like mega churches and the pastors and the pastor's wives and things like that. So I really want to give that a try. Um, I think it's on Paramount Plus. You can see it in theaters. I prefer theaters, honestly. So I'm going to go see it in a theater. And after I watch it, I'll be back to you all with a little quick uh, review of what I thought about it. Now, I think that's all I have for carefree updates. Let's hop into first. Let's get to the people that pay the bills. And on the other side, we'll be back with our topic of the day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This week's topic has been one that has been eating at me for about a month. Now, just so you all know, there are a few different topics that have been like rolling around in my head for a few months now, and some... I'm like waiting on the last piece before I can talk about it here. And then some is just like, I feel like, okay, it's not the right time to talk about it yet. Just so that you all are fully aware. So this has been one of those topics, but we are finally going to just dive right into it. Um, Instead of me putting it off more and more, pushing it down the road, because I'm sure someone somewhere needs to hear this. And the title of this week's topic is there is still room. For those of you who have not been here that long or maybe you've forgotten, let's just have like a quick little Shakira history um, recap. So I went to undergrad at Florida A&M University, which is an HBCU, the greatest HBCU, um, if I must say so myself, but it's an HBCU in Florida, my home state. And while I was at FAMU, my major was SBI or business administration. My concentration was marketing and my minor at FAMU was public relations, which was in the J school or journalism school. Um, So I remember when I was in business school at FAMU and one of my economics classes one day, I still remember, I can remember things vividly that stick with me. It's so weird. And then most of the time, everything just feels like a blur. But this particular day, I remember so well. We were in the classroom and we were talking about market saturation. Now, if you Google market saturation, the Cambridge Dictionary's definition says, quote, a situation in which no more of a product or service can be sold because there is no more possible customers, end quote. And to me, that's not the best definition of market saturation. I prefer Um, the way that it was taught to us when we were in school, which is basically that market saturation happens when supply exceeds demand. And we all know about supply and demand. Or you can look at it, you know, if there is more of a certain good or service out there than is usually being demanded by the marketplace, that's when you start having that market saturation. And what I love so much, and I've just discovered this recently, to be quite honest, I never really knew why I was so interested in business and marketing. But what I love so much about it is that those two fields is that there are a lot of parallels to real life. When you start doing studies in business and marketing, you can tie a lot of it to your real life and implement those strategies like in your own personal brand or in your own personal life, I feel like a lot of the different subject matters can be tied to everyday life. And that's what I love so much about it. But anyway, back to the business class that I was taking. We were discussing the topic market saturation and how it impacts the business. 
And the professor said something that I will never forget, and it has stuck with me all these years. He asked us, if we were business owners, what would we do if the market became oversaturated with competitors? And some people said that they would pull out of the marketplace, so in their business and find another product to sell, enter a new market, selling a different product. And he stops in the middle of the classroom and he asked us, how many brands are on the bread aisle? Now, of course, we don't know. We can't give him a solid answer, but all we can say is a lot. There are a lot of brands on the bread aisle. And at the time, I didn't know where he was going with this, but some of you may know where I'm about to go with this. And so then he said, what makes you pick the bread that you like? You in particular. And then we had this entire discussion about bread and the basis of the conversation and what he wanted us to take with us that I now realize was that it does not matter how many brands are being sold on the bread aisle. There is a customer for every single one of them. And I used this analogy on Twitter the other day when someone um, that I went to school with, she was tweeting And they were saying that they're struggling with imposter syndrome and not being sure that they should pursue something that they want to do because there are so many other people doing it too. And you all know that we have talked about imposter syndrome at length on this podcast. And I will actually link the old imposter syndrome episode in the description box just in case you have never heard it before. You can go and give that a listen after this one. But... I gave her that same analogy in response to what she was tweeting. Now, the fact is that there's always going to be someone somewhere doing the exact same thing that you are doing. It doesn't matter if you are a software engineer, there is someone somewhere doing that too. If you are a clothing designer, there's someone somewhere right now finding fabrics for their line, making sketches in their sketchbook, brainstorming and making Pinterest boards for a new line that they want to create. If you are a podcaster, there is someone somewhere right now at this very moment creating a new podcast, making some cover art, buying a microphone, figuring out where they are going to record sketching out new podcast ideas and topics and things of that nature. If you are a realtor, there's someone right now walking someone, a potential client through a house that they may purchase. There's someone going through classes, courses right now to get their real estate license. It's just the nature of the beast. And the point is that it doesn't matter what you do in this world there's someone else that is going to be doing that thing too. And there's always going to be someone better than you at that thing, whatever it is, more skilled than you, more well-versed than you are, someone who knows more of the language than you do, someone who has more connections than you do. That is a very harsh reality. But in the same vein, they aren't you. Let's go back to the bread aisle again. I, for one, love some white bread. I'm sorry. It may be the southern in me. I love white bread. I cannot get enough of white bread. Um, 
you know, make a little sausage on the stove, put it in a piece of white bread, put some mustard on top. Mm, Y'all don't know nothing about that. But anyway, when I buy my white bread at the store, I'm going to get the sunbeam bread. It's the bread with the little girl on it and she has like that the little smile and she's like biting a piece of bread and it's like a little piece of butter on the bread. That's the bread that I'm going to buy every single time without fail. I don't want Wonder Bread. I don't want Sara Lee or anything else. I don't want it. Give me Sunbeam. The same goes for peanut butter. Give me Jif. Or is it Jiffy? Jif? I think it's Jif now. I don't know. Y'all know what peanut butter I'm talking about. Give me that one. Yogurt. Anything else, milk, think of every other product that you buy at the store. More than likely, you have a particular brand that you continually buy. And we have these things that we love to purchase because they are our personal preference. Thank God we don't live in a society where there's only one brand of everything in the store. We have the option to choose all of these different brands in the stores, on the shelves, And the same goes for you. Although there may be other realtors, authors, software engineers, podcasters, clothing designers, or insert whatever you do or whatever you have been thinking about doing into this statement, those other people aren't you. And what also has made me think about this topic again is the fact that I have been seeing so much talk on social media, mostly TikTok, um... I know exactly what video I want to reference. So there is a girl who has gone through the Bama Rush process. I don't know her name, but apparently she's gotten very popular on TikTok just from going through. Well, not just from going through the Rush process, but also because of the aesthetic and image that she fits into. I'll say it like that. And so there was a girl who responded to the video and she was saying that she was jealous of her. And she doesn't understand how people can just get lucky, I guess. And when I was watching her video, I was thinking to myself that I have been, number one, I have been where she is before. I know exactly what she feels in the moment that she made that video. And two, she was approaching it the wrong way. That girl going through that rush process is not her competition. And as long as she focuses on what someone else has going on, She's not going to have the time to focus on her own stuff. And two Saturdays ago, I was listening to my little Saturday morning inspirationals. And I ran across a message by Sarah Jakes Roberts titled, Take the Lead. Now, I'll be the first to say, just being completely transparent, I am usually not the person to listen to a lot of, how do I say this, online church services. I just find a lot of messaging online to be feeding a narrative that I don't necessarily um, agree with most times. So I'll just, maybe that'll be another topic for another day. But I was listening to this topic by her called Take the Lead, and it's on YouTube if you want to go watch it. But in the message, she said this, if you don't do it, it won't get done. The problem with social media is that we see many other people doing the thing that we think we should be doing, so we think it's done. Hold on, because I had to rewind it after she said it. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let me rewind real quick. If you don't do it, it won't get done. 
The problem with social media is that we see other people doing the thing that we think we should be doing, so we think it's done. What if I told you that they just got it started, but it's going to take all of us to finish it? The truth is that whether intentionally or unintentionally, we're all releasing something into the earth. Some of us release our fear, our insecurity, or our doubt. And then a little bit later, she said, when you lose focus, you lose strategy. And when she said that, immediately the first image in my head was a racehorse. Immediately. And I thought about how when you see horses race, they have these things called blinders on or blinkers. You can use that interchangeably. And the reason that they wear these, it's like a little shield that covers their peripheral vision, I guess you can say. And the reason that they wear these is because many racehorse trainers believe that blinders or blinkers keep horses focused on what is in front of them, encouraging them to pay attention to the race rather than to be distracted with things such as crowds or the other horses next to them. And when they get distracted, they tend to slow down because their minds are no longer focused on the race at hand, but rather the different things going on around them. And naturally, after I thought about that, I then thought about us as people and how we become so distracted by outward influences that we lose sight or focus on what's right in front of us. And sometimes we get distracted by good and bad influences. Sometimes it's not always bad. I think most of the time when we think about getting distracted by things, we think about, oh, social media is a distraction. Um, Negative thoughts are a distraction. Feeling like you are inadequate and having doubts and fears are distractions. And yes, true, they are. They are some of the things that keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing or what you aspire to do. But we don't talk enough about the good things that can also distract us. Think back to last week when I gave you the story about the pottery class that I took and how at first everything was all good and then everything was not all good. After I received the compliments from the instructors, everything went downhill. So you can also be distracted by compliments. And that was the one that really hit me when I was thinking about this topic Because we don't talk about that. You can be good at something and know that you're good at something and get compliments from people for being good at the thing, so much so that you feel like that's good enough. Like there's no more room for improvement. Like, oh, this is good. Everybody says I'm doing great. So what's the point of me getting any better? What's the point of me learning more about this? What's the point of me putting more work or practice into this? Another example about this is when I took piano lessons. There was another student. I will never forget her. Her name was Tiffany Brown. And she was so good. She was so good. And she always got these like really intricate. We used to have piano recitals at the end of the year. So we had a Christmas recital and then we used to have a spring recital. And she always got these like very intricate pieces, very difficult pieces, but it was because she would practice all the time. Like her life was piano. Mine, not so much. Like I love piano, but my life wasn't piano. 
And so all she would do was practice. When we went to piano practice, she would put her bag down, immediately go to another room with another piano and start practicing. Mind you, we are at piano lessons. We are at practice. But she would go to another room and practice until it was her time slot to come and practice in here with the instructor. She would come, sit down, do her time with the instructor. While she was waiting on her ride, she would go back to the other room and start practicing again. Now, me, on the other hand... (laughs) To be completely honest, sometimes I would do that. Sometimes. Rare occasions. Usually when I would do that was when we had a recital coming up. That's when I would go to another room and practice my recital piece. But most of the time, I would wait in the room until it was time for my slot to practice with the instructor, do my homework or whatever, have my time with her learn, go back to my seat, finish my homework or finish reading a book because I was a very avid reader at the time and go home and maybe do 15 minutes of piano at home. That's it. And I wanted to get to her level where I got these like very difficult pieces, but I didn't put the work in. Tiffany put the work in. And so that's what I mean by compliments Tiffany did not allow the compliments to make her feel like, okay, that's enough. Because after every recital, she would be bombarded with people and parents telling her like, Tiffany, you did such a great job. Tiffany, you're so good. Tiffany, I hope you go and play, you know, somewhere in an orchestra or something like that. And she never let that make her feel like what she was doing was enough. And so I shared that with you to say that you can also be distracted and become unfocused by the good things to getting compliments and feeling like okay this is good enough like or I'm gaining enough traction or I've got the job that I've been asking for and that I've been um, striving to get so now this is enough instead of actually putting more work in to get even further as soon as you allow things to distract you from the race at hand as soon as you start focusing on what other people are doing or how many other people are doing it, you've already lost. Point blank, period. And I don't mean lost as in you lost the race against other people because the race was never with other people. The race was never against other people. The race has always been and always will be against yourself, against who you were yesterday, a year ago, two years ago. You are the only person you should be trying to keep up with. Now, personally, I'm still trying to catch up with 2019 Shakira because she had it going on. She was focused on her own race. She wasn't worried about how many other people were doing it or how they were doing it. She just put her head down and did the work. So, if you've been feeling like things have been difficult and you struggle with these feelings of like self-doubt and not being as good as the next person or feeling like there isn't enough room for you because things are oversaturated, remember that there is still and always will be room and space for you. Don't forget to stay black and carefree, and I will see you guys in next week's episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.